drama, comedy. Two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy. It was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Season 2, Episode 21, Chapter 34, Judgment Night. When an incident at the sheriff's station triggers an all-out war between the North and the South side, Archie and Jughead find themselves in the fight for their lives. Uh, so a lot of stuff happened. That's the understatement of the century. It's been a busy week here at the doghouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a lot happened. Let's recap the recap. The Conway family got killed. Black Hood's still alive. How might be the Black Hood? Cheryl shoots arrows. Papa Poutine's kid is looking for vengeance. Jughead drew blood from Penny. Penny's looking for payback. The ghoulies want the serpents. Midge got murdered. Serpents got the blame. Fangs is under arrest. Hiram's feeding the Black Circle. There's riots in Riverdale. Things got shot. And Cheryl was attacked by the Black Hood. Oh, I was so close. That's the longest recap we've ever had. That's pretty extensive. <laughs> there, there were a lot of uh, threads they had to pick up there. So we pick up right where we left off last episode, um, with Cheryl screaming at the Black Hood at her door. Uh, she takes off running upstairs. He follows. She locks her door. Um, he's got an axe, and so he's just axing away, you know, shining style at the door. And Cheryl's looking around, and she sees her window, and then we, we watch the Black Hood bust through the door, and he's looking around. He sees the, you know, the she's not in there, and, you know, the curtain's blowing in the window. I'm so mad that they did this wrong, though. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do The Shining, do it right. When but, the axe hits the door, the camera stops and shakes. Yeah, and we should have had her, like, freaked out by that. Seeing her through the door. No, I understand not seeing her through the door. Copy the shot, guys. It's not that hard. Eh. Stanley Kubrick did it for a reason. I understand not wanting to get too, too literal. But then we cut to the Black Hood is running out of the house, out of Thistlewood, and we hear a... And an arrow hits right at the house. And Cheryl is in Little Red Riding Hood regalia with her bow and arrow, and she she pulls a bow and says, I only miss when I mean to. Holy shit, this was great. It was ridiculous, but awesome at the same time, so I'm going to allow it. It's on brand. It's definitely on brand for the CW, because there's not a single person who didn't mention, oh, it's the green arrow, only it's the red arrow. They take place in the same universe. Well, it's All also... the CW. It's also just on brand for Cheryl. Oh, absolutely. It's ridiculous. I kind of wish we had seen this coat before. If I, I would have been fine with not seeing it while she was shooting a bow and arrow, but it would have been nice to see this coat, so the two together would have been like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so she yells at him, uh, she shoots him in the shoulder, in the right shoulder, and then he runs off. When you hear him grunt, Mm -hmm. second time around, I was like, I know who that is. When you hear him run away and you hear him moaning in pain. Who? Who is it? It's totally Hal's voice when you hear that arrow hit. Uh, that Black Hood is Hal, correct. 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 Uh, yeah, so I assume you've watched the episode already, and Hal has revealed himself to be the Black Hood. Uh, but I think all astute people who've been watching the show know there's definitely more than one. Also, if you just watch this episode, you're going to know that. 
Yeah, it's, it's too obvious. Uh, we cut to the hospital. Jughead and FP are bringing in fangs, yelling, you know, help us. We need a doctor. Uh, you know, my friend's been shot in the stomach. They get a gurney, and they take fangs off. And uh, now Jughead's, like, you know, all rage, running away. And FP's like, hold on, where do you think you're going? Jughead says he's going to go get the guy who shot Fangs, and Effie's like, no, 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 no. There's people rioting. I know you're angry. You want justice. So do I, but we've got a fallen soldier here, boy, and we need to talk to his family. That's part of me and a leader. Uh, Jughead very dejectedly says, you know, some leader I am. And And FP stares him dead in the eye, just goes, don't go down that road. Yeah, like he just kind of slams in the walls, like, don't, don't do that. Um, so I like this. We got a lot more fatherly FP this episode, which I love. Uh-huh. In a recent interview at Riverdale Con, which they had about two weeks ago, F, uh, Skeet Ulrich, who plays FP, was there. And he says his favorite line to say is, boy. Of course it is. And the writers know that, and they have a lot of fun, so they just add it in there for him. <laughs> so I, that makes me happy. And I like that this one was more of a subtle boy, but it was still there. Uh, we cut over to Betty, who's at the town hall, and she's kind of, like, pacing, and she, you know, finally looks at her phone, and she's missed calls from Jughead, and now she's getting a new phone call from Cheryl, and, and she's like, Cheryl, what's going on? And Cheryl says, uh, the Black Hood just attacked me at Thistle House. Matter of fact. Yep, just like, this happened. And Betty, and this this is why I like their partnership, because Betty doesn't ask, you know, oh my goodness, are you okay? Is everything fine? She goes, was it my dad? Uh, judging by his waistline, it definitely could have been. <laughs> Uh, luckily, I was able to get to my archery set and hunting cape. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the... It's Ch- Cheryl's the only person who can get away with this. Exactly. So That's why they I'm did gonna it. I'm going to allow it. Betty reluctantly asks, you didn't kill him, did you? No, I shot to injure. I shot to wound. <laughs> I hit him in the right shoulder. He's fled to the woods where I plan to track him. See, this is where we should have had a little bit more... Cheryl has, like, some hunting skills. Like, we've seen her shoot a bow, so but that's it. Well, There's... she's tracking him through the woods. That yeah. That's kind of inferred. I know that, but we've never seen that from her character before. Yeah. That she, she's gone on hunts, that she knows how to hunt. Like, we don't have any of that information for her character. Hey, in some of those filler episodes, maybe we could have set that up. Gee, golly willikers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Cheryl warns her that, you know, now that he's a maimed animal, he's operating on instinct and he's ready to lash out at anyone and kill anyone in his path. And as cheesy as that sounds, after hearing enough true crime stories, that's kind of true. She's not wrong. Like. It's just written very strangely. It seems strange, but Mm -hmm. it's also Cheryl. We cut over to the Riverdale Register offices and Alice is, you know, things are busy. Because the shit's going down in Riverdale. Who the fuck are all these people working at the register? I know, we've never seen anybody other than the Cooper family at the Riverdale register. I guess she just grabbed the neighborhood and said, I need help. (laughs) Well, they do have employees. Do they, though? As far as we know. Alice gets a phone call, it's Betty, but he's like, Mom, are you okay? Have you seen Dad? Alice says, Dad went to cover the riot, streets aren't safe, get home. Uh, I'm not going anywhere, because it's a big night. If it bleeds, it leads. Get over here now. Cut over to the Andrews house, and we see Veronica, like, she's she's getting herself tidied up to leave, and Fred walks in, he's like, hey, Arch, and... Uh, Veronica's just like, um, it's just me, Mr. Andrews. I look, was about to slip out. Oh, the look on his face. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, awkward dad. Well, the, he, there's a little bit of like disapproving dad look of like, whatever. <laughs> uh, Fred comes in and it's just like, um, on the news, they said a riot broke out down at the sheriff's station. Where's Archie? Cut to Archie. 
they're they're in some sort of alley and first uh, words out of his mouth are where's reggie where the hell is reggie and so it's, <laughs> it's archie moose and kevin and they're like i thought he was with you we got separated when the fight broke out guys reggie had a gun he didn't shoot things though i tackled him before he could and kevin's like why would reggie have a gun kevin is befuddled he's like this is ridiculous Archie's just like, I can guess who put the idea in his head, but right now we just gotta find him, because some of the serpents saw Reggie with the gun and they're gonna go after him. Uh, Kev Moose, let's go to Reggie's house. Everyone else fan out. So apparently there are other bulldogs there, but we never see them. I guess. Yeah, so because Archie's talking to people that we don't see. I I think I saw a few others in the shadows when I was watching it. The conversation is between the three of them, and I think all the other guys are Mm -hmm. there, but just not in frame. Yeah. Cut back to the Andrews house. house. Veronica and Fred are, are kind of walking to the door, and Andre shows up and he says, Good evening, Mr. Andrews. I'm here to pick up Miss Lodge. We cut to the Pembroke, and we have a very sad and sullen Hermione. Hiram is, you know, hanging up with Andre, and he's like, Yeah, you know, thanks, bring her home directly. Okay, now we know Veronica's saved, and one of Moneta's deputies will take, o- take you over to the register. Alice is waiting for that announcement. And Hermione, who is drinking a lot again. Uh huh. She's like, you know, there's no way of controlling what could happen, Hiram. This is a huge gamble. And Hiram just says, you know what? We already started the fire. Chaos is good. We have the pieces in place to restore order and safety. Fred doesn't. And Andre's going to keep keep watch on Veronica. And so Hiram starts walking away. And Hermione gets a little bit suspicious. Hiram, where are you going to be? I'll be out with another deputy. You're not keeping anything from me, right? Don't start doubting me now. Yeah. We go back over to the hospital. FP and Jughead are like, you know, excuse me, ma'am, you know, how's things, Fogarty? Oh, he's still in surgery. Uh, Sheriff Moneta is telling the nurses, I want to talk to him as soon as he wakes up. And, you know, Jughead being Jug is like, you know, shouldn't you be on the streets looking for who shot Fangs? There's a manhunt underway. No thanks to your serpents. Yeah. Riding and carousing. And, you know, FP kind of gets in Moneta's face and says, you know, Fangs wouldn't have slugged this gut if you'd done your job in the first place. And Manetta swoops right around to him and says, I don't know about the details of your parole, Mr. Jones, but I'm certain harassing an officer would violate them. And FP just kind of smiles and grins and backs off. <laughs> and he's like, Jug, and he turns around, Jug's taken off. Jug's gone. Then we cut to a dumpster and Reggie is crouching behind it while a riot's going on. And he's like, Mr. Lodge, it's me, Reggie. I need your help. Someone shot Fangs. It wasn't me. But I was there, and now the Southsiders think I did it. That's unfortunate, Reggie. I don't think I can help you. Click. Fuck you, Hiram. <laughs> Fuckity fuck 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 you. Oh, but it was so good. This was this was I mean, the was evil good. Hiram I'd been yes, waiting for. This was definitely like villain twisting his mustache. It was <laughs> great. But I was just like, oh fuck you. Oh fuck you. Perfect. So then we've got Veronica riding in her car, her town car with Andre, and she's looking out, and we see Mrs. Clump kind of, like, dazed walking through the riots. And Veronica's like, oh my goodness, is that Mrs. Clump? Stop the car, stop the car. She runs out. She she goes to Mrs. Clump. Are you okay? And Mrs. Clump says, I may have killed that boy. Gulp? Oh. So when, when you look at her, if you're looking closely, mm-hmm. she does have a black gun in her hand. Oh, I, I didn't catch that. It but... took me a... It, I didn't see it, but I, I, I kind of looked and saw it kind of glints in the fire. 
but it's it's black and it just kind of blends into her coat. Okay. But you see a gun, you and that's the clue that yeah, she's okay. the one who shot Fangs. Okay, so that makes total sense. I'm glad that that got resolved. I I think that it's it's that thing of they cannot leave that open because they've got too many other things to try to tie up. Yes. In one season finale. That's fine, and I'm fine with it. Just like I'm I'm fine with it, and I kind of like that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Moving on. Pretty much. Yeah. We go over to the trailer and Jughead and Archie are having a phone call. Archie, what the hell is going on? Reggie shot fangs. Uh, no, dude. I was with Reggie when it happened. It wasn't him. So this you is need a to very, call off your crew. This is a very bro-y conversation. Yeah. It's very like quick. Uh, there's, there's some shorthand going on here, which is, again, I love it. Bro, uh, what are you doing? Bro, he didn't do it. <laughs> except minus the bros. I know. Uh, so just like, you know, did you find him? No, we're headed to the high school now. That's where Mrs. Mantle said they were going to go. Okay, I'm on my way. So, all right. So that's great. Then we go back over to the Riverdale Register. Uh, whenever you're ready, Hermione. Hermione has shown up and she is sitting down with Alice and Betty, Betty has now arrived and she's standing there with them. Hermione starts and says, as mayoral candidate, I feel it's important to take charge in times of crisis like this riot, which I believe is brought about by the actions of the Black Hood, which is why I would like to offer bounty. One million dollars to whoever can deliver the Black Hood, alive or preferably dead. Riverdale! So now she's like basically trying to like steal the mayoral race. Well, maybe. I mean, the whole point is that they have the power and influence in mm-hmm. order to actually catch the Black Hood. Well, they think they do. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. that's Hiram's way, and she's following along, mm-hmm. like to the letter. That's all she's doing. Okay, so we come we come back from our little commercial break, and we're we're right back at Riverdale Register. A bounty? What are you talking about? Is that even legal? And Hermione responds, "The Black Hood is an active shooter on the streets of Riverdale. He tried to kill one of your classmates outside the sheriff's station." The Black and, Hood did not shoot Fangs. Uh, excuse me, young lady. How would you know that? Did anyone actually see the Black Hood shoot and at the sheriff's exactly station? why exactly are you being protective of a murderer? <laughs> so, like, Alice is just like, what the hell, Betty? Stop stomping on my story, basically. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, Betty gets a phone call, and it's Cheryl. It's like, Cheryl, any new leads? Uh, Cheryl's, you know, hey, where, where are you at? I'm at the register. Why? He's exited the forest, and he's headed for the houses beyond the pines. Maybe even yours. And Betty's like, oh, no, I have to go. Oh, wait, 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 cousin, do not go into the house alone. And Betty just like, I have to find my dad before anyone else does. Otherwise, he's a dead man walking. Well, no shit, your dad's a bad dude. Yeah. So we cut to the school, and the bulldogs are breaking in, and they hear some some off-distance noise. I'm like, okay, that must be the Southsiders. And they are in what lo- appears to be uh, the uh, sports equipment room, like the locker room. Moose is just all like, you know, Ser- serpent scum! Settle down, Moose. We're outmanned and unarmed, and uh, I'm not going to hide in here while they trash our school. And Kevin's just like, I'm with Moose. And my first thought is like, damn right you're with Moose. (laughs) Damn right you are. (laughs) Uh, Uh, He doesn't know that Joaquin was back in town. He doesn't! That makes my heart hurt. (laughs) I'm just just waiting for, hey, Preppy. (laughs) <laughs> it makes me all tingly and happy. I can't, I can't help myself. Okay. Anyway, Archie gets a phone call. Hey, Ronnie. <laughs> Sorry, a riot broke out. <laughs> uh, yeah, Archie. I know. I was in the middle of it. 
<laughs> I appreciate their sarcasm every now and then. Yeah, or she's like, "What? I, I, why aren't you at my house?" And Veronica explains, I, "I delivered Fang Shooter, Mrs. Clumps, to the authorities." Yipes! Uh, yeah. Well, can you blame her? And Archie's like, "Okay, I gotta go, Ronnie. I gotta tell the serpents. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you too. Bye." pretty quick and as veronica gets off the phone there we see that she is at the sheriff station she rounds a corner and she sees her mom talking to sheriff Minetta. uh hermione is just like what are you doing you're supposed to be at home with andre mom andre's in the car we had to make a detour and she sees that hermione has something in her hands and she pulls it out and she sees that it's the bounty notice and she goes good lord mom are you and daddy trying to turn riverdale into gotham city <sighs> <laughs> we cut back to school and here we see the serpents are coming through the hallways sweet pea takes out his knife and gashes a painting on the wall and they are pissed i loved sweet pea in this scene so much well he's angry uh he's great uh he's been wasted and he needs to go up against reggie a lot more they're very equally matched and i want to see them interact on a, on a more regular basis so they come up together, and they're just yelling. They say, oh, it was Mrs. Clump. I don't care. I saw Mantle with the gun. blah body blah Finally, Sweet Pea is just like, look, uh, Fangs is still clinging to life, and whether it was Reggie or Mrs. Clump who pulled the trigger, a Northsider put him there. You took our friend or land, and you'll take everything if we give you a chance. So now you get to watch as we burn your school to the ground. And so then he takes something. I don't know what I it is. I think it's a trash can and throws it at the... The... I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was a trash can or like a chair and he just throws it at the trophy case completely smashes it bulldog square up yep and then all of a sudden we get these two doors just burst open what the hell you boys think you're doing to my school damn Weatherby and it's Weatherby with a posse and they got like bats and I'm just like finally Weatherby is appropriately angered I hope this is the start of a brand new Weatherby uh, we go over to the Cooper house. Betty has arrived home. She's like, hello, dad, dad. And she sees in her kitchen a bunch of bloody rags all over, like, the counter. And handprints. So somebody, a wounded person, has been there. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, oh, dad. <laughs> like, it's almost funny. Uh, so we go, we, we cut back to, I guess, the alley we're in before. And it's Archie and Jughead and... Archie's like, you're too late, Jughead. And Jughead's like, will you try Mad Maxing your way through a riot? I like that. That's a good line. What happened to school? Weatherby shut us down and kicked our asses out. And then the serpents start off again. Do you know where? Yeah, they went to Fernleaf, probably to Midge Clump's house. Why Clump's house? Oh, to trash it because I told him Mrs. Clump shot fangs, not Reggie. Uh, Jughead, you gotta coax him off the ledge. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. Have you talked to Betty? She's with her mom. And then we get really hot Jughead hair on his motorcycle. It's really sexy. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Uh, keep in touch. Yeah, you too. Like, this is the most casual... <laughs> Again, this is that shorthand of like, God, man, it's just... I love it. Yeah. We need more of this all through the show. Well, we do, uh, until we get serious. Uh, Archie gets a phone call. It's Pop. Uh, you got a friend here. I think he needs your help. And we see Reggie is, like, sitting in a booth, completely freaking out. Oh, man. Matt, again, and this is where I also feel like they didn't use him enough either. Nope. I'm really glad uh, Charles Melton, who plays Reggie, he has been bumped up 
to a series regular for season three. I think I can understand why they haven't done more with him. I understand why they haven't either. I'm just like, this to me shows me why they cast him. And I'm happy to hear that he's going to be a series regular next season because I want more of him. Besides, we've got to find out he's a virgin. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, We go back to the Cooper house and Betty has cleaned up blood again in the kitchen. Damn it, Betty. Yeah. Uh, she gets a phone call, and it's an unknown caller. She picks it up, and it's FP. Because it's not Lollipop playing. No, it's not Lollipop playing. FP's looking for Jughead. She's like, no, I haven't seen him. I'll let you know. I'll tell him you're looking for him, of course. By the way, they brought your old man into the ER. My dad, is he hurt badly? He's bleeding a lot. I don't know. I could check on him. Nope, that's okay. I'm on my way. Okay. So stupid. Oh, now we're going off to the Pembroke, and where do you plan on getting the millions of dollars to pay for this lunatic bounty? (laughs) Your father has secret funds. My ass, he does. (laughs) Okay, Veronica is very much a petulant child in this, but it's 100% earned, and I love the way she plays it. Like, this is bullshit, everybody. (laughs) She's almost like she's throwing a tantrum, but she's every right to. It's great. It's a grown-up tantrum. It's earned. It's very earned. Yeah. And so Veronica's just taken off that. She's going into the study and she goes, if daddy thinks he can use my money for one of his Machiavelli employees, he better think again because I am taking back what I got from the St. Clair's. And by the way, did you see where Hermione went first? To the alcohol. Yeah. She's just like, calm, like, she's like, calm down. Like, she, she, I don't think she's calmed down. She's trying to calm herself down. No, I know. She's, she's just, shaking. Like, we just need to like, stop worrying about everything. Veronica goes in the study and she locks Hermione out. She's like, Veronica, you're wasting your time. Veronica tries to open the safe and it's empty. And she's like, your money's not there, Veronica. Just open the door and we can talk about this. And at this point, Veronica is searching all through Hiram's desk. And she's trying to pull out a main drawer and it's locked. So then she grabs a letter opener and basically pries it open. And she finds a folder. The October surprise. Yeah. Okay. One, it's not fucking October. And if it is, it's bullshit. Okay. Like, whatever. <laughs> also, October surprise. It's a little on the nose, riders. Do better. Um, you should just put dirt. <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> like, what are you going to call it next? Like, Hertfordshire Analytica is who got you the information? Like, <laughs> come on. Do better. Try harder. Veronica opens the folder and we see f- the photos that were taken of Fred and Hermione kissing and, and out on the date in the truck. Um, and then it also shows a newspaper article that says Fred is not the family man he says to, he is or something like that. Yeah, it was Hiram all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so Hiram's got some dirt and a plan cooked up to hurt Fred. Uh, we cut on over to Pops. Archie has arrived there with the guys and they're talking to Reggie. And, you know, Reggie's like, I don't know where else to go. Mr. Lodge left me hanging. I know he paid you to trash the worm. Did he put you up to this too? And then all of a sudden I hear some some rustling and um, some screaming and some music coming from outside. And, and Reddy's just like, serpents, they're coming for me. And so Archie gets on his phone and we see Jughead and he goes, hey, what's up? Look, where the hell are your guys? I just got the serpents back to the white worm. Miss Clump's house is secure. What's wrong? Well, then who the hell is it pop? Oh, crap. <laughs> I love the jug. Like, Archie just went, oh, crap. <laughs> hey, Jug, I think the ghoulies are back in town. Okay, and so then we see the leader of the ghoulies, Malachi, walk closer, and he's, you know, swinging a bat with nails in it, and he's got makeup on, like, the crow. Uh, he's got full kiss makeup. It's so bad. 
They're, okay. Lucia, and he's acting like the leader of the Warriors gang. I know, it's so bad. Like, okay, that bat is totally a reference to Lucille in the Walking Dead comics. So yep. That's stupid. Yeah. Unnecessary. It could have just been a bat, but you put the nails in it. I know what you're trying to do. Then you have the crow makeup on, which previously when we've seen Malachi, he doesn't have. So it just kind of feels like it's out of nowhere. And it's not like any of the other ghoulies we can see have that on them. They so, have, they got war paint. Do they? Yeah, well, everybody I, else has makeup I noticed it later on some of the girls, but I didn't notice on any other guys. No, nah, they have war paint. It's still so bad. It's it is. It's just bad. Whatever. The, the ghoulies are going to be gone in like, I don't know, an episode or two. Yeah. So we have a commercial break and we come back and we're back at Pops and Archie's just like, okay, nobody's answering at the sheriff's station. So we're on our own. Um, we'll be fine as everybody gets away from the windows. And they start they start smashing the windows. Uh, Archie goes and finds Pop and is like, do you have a gun in here? Pop says, no, I had my fill of gunfire back in the war, but I learned a few tricks during the riots of 79. I still got all that liquor from the uh, card game the other night. Can you get up to the crawl space? I like how you're thinking, Pop. So, <laughs> so now we cut to Archie's on the roof and he's got a Molotov cocktail and he lights it. But then he just kind of holds it for a minute. And I was like, you you idiot, you light and throw. Light and throw. You do not hold one of those in your hand for any length of time. Yeah. If you want to keep your hand. Yeah, something like that. So he throws one and he misses. And uh, Malachi's like, come on, uh, come out and play. We got Hit me. toys. Hit, Hit me. me. Hit me. And Archie lights a second one and he's about to throw it. And the coolest fucking thing and just so goddamn hot sheriff car drives sheriff up. car rolls up out of sheriff the car keller comes out takes a shotgun cocks it and starts uh shooting shoots one warning shot in the air and Shoot. the ghoulies run he shoots another one fred andrews comes up right behind tom and then as the camera's pulling back we see fp he's rolled in he's taken off his helmet and he's walk he's walking in the three of them just like <gasps> It's the hot dance of Riverdale. (laughs) They're all very attractive men. I will take any of them. I mean, Fred's a little dumpy compared to the other two, but... He's not as beefy, but he's still hot. He is still hot. He's does he does he's not like a built dude. He's he's a he's a sl- slight gentleman. He's Fred Andrews. He's just fucking hot. <laughs> he will always be Dylan McKay, and that's fine with me. Uh, so okay, so then we're inside Pops, and and you know they're all like congratulating each other, and Mr. Keller, I thought you resigned. And Keller says, you know, I turned in my badge, but not the cruiser yet. And you get this shot of Kevin, and he's like beaming like a little kid. He's so proud of his dad. And looks at his phone, pulls up his camera, just like he always does. Yeah, and they're all like, you know, hey, what happened? It's like, oh, well, Jug called, said y'all were in trouble, so I called my dad and we called him. And uh, we're not letting this town go down without a fight. And Kevin is taking a picture of all three of them and says, Hot Riverdale dads to the rescue. Fuck yes, Kevin! (laughs) So now it's time for some serpent fight. All right, we go to the White Worm, and Sweet Pea is not happy with having to be here. Jughead's like, look, you are just got to stay put. Um, As soon as my dad gets back, Sweet Pea's just, like, not having it. Like, you're not our leader. Like... You're the guy who could let things get shot. You're the one who started this war with the ghoulies with the drag race you started. Mm-hmm. And Jack is like, it's just an hour. It's all I'm asking for, Sweet Pea. Intense staring contest number one. Yeah. Like, 
There's a lot of staring contests this episode. They both look like they're trying to hold in a fart. (laughs) And we go back to some more fighting at the Pembroke. This is utterly vile. Daddy has already written the story about the affair you and Fred had. What was he planning to do? Publish that in the register and drag you both through the mud? Fred is running on family values. I'm the law and order candidate. If father believes an October surprise like this one would hurt me, but I'd survive. It would utterly destroy Fred's campaign. Hermione barely believes the shit herself. Like, she is just repeating rhetoric at this point. And Veronica's just like, you're in on this? And Hermione's just like, yeah, you know, there's a game plan. Like, what, what, what else did you expect? And here we get one of Veronica's best rants. What kind of man would do this to his own wife? I'll tell you, the kind of man who always has someone else to take the risk to stand in the line of fire to run for mayor. That's what you are to him. A means to an end. Kindling for the fire. Veronica's 100% right. Yeah, she is. She's she's fully seen, uh, yeah, she's seen the light. This and season. Hermione knows it. She does. She's just not willing to admit it. And she's really been trying to protect Veronica from having these feelings about her father. That's and... the number one thing she's been trying to do. Yes. Is to protect her daughter because she knows what Hiram's going to do when he gets out. Yeah, Hermione tries to argue, you know, your father would never put us in harm's way. The fact that you still believe that chills me. Uh, Veronica is not wearing pearls. Oh, shit. <sighs> we cut to Hiram. He is riding with uh, a deputy, deputy no name, in a car. Uh, he's on the phone with Pop Tate and he's like, you know, I heard there was a, an incident at the diner. There were rioters here, Mr. Lodge. Uh, but Fred Andrews showed up with Tom Keller and F.P. Jones. They saved us. Helped defend the chocolate shop from the ghoulies. Everyone's calling them heroes. And Hiram is just... He's fuming. Hangs I see. Up. Thank you. I'm glad you're okay. Hangs up the phone. Slams on the dashboard. Damn right he does. And as he does that, we cut back to Pop's side. And a large gentleman walks in. Uh, we're not serving right now. So that wasn't Hiram Lodge you were just speaking with, was it? It was. He's an old friend of my father's. You wouldn't happen to know where he lives, would you? Yeah, so this is clearly small fry. He's gruff and Canadian. Of course. He should be Canadian. (laughs) But he's laying the accent on real thick. We needed an A. (laughs) They do really say that. It's true. Not all the time, though. No, but they do say it. I've indicated enough, they say it. Back to the hospital. And Betty's there, just talking to a nurse. It's like, oh, my dad is here. Uh, Hal Cooper, what room? Uh, just down the hall. She goes in. She pulls the curtain back, and we see that Dr. Marsters is dead. Yay! He's got some blood all over him. He's in the bed, and then the phone in the room starts ringing. And she picks it up, and it's got, it's got the, it's the black hood. We keep missing each other. You murdered Dr. Masters? He asked too many questions. So there's no message to the killing now? No grand desire to just a run-of-the-mill psychopath? You need to come home, Betty, so we can talk and finish this. Fine. You don't scare me. Your mother's here. What? Mom's there? If you're not home in ten minutes or if you call the police, I will slit your mother's throat in the middle of the living room. No. <laughs> okay, this is not Hal on the phone. Hmm. Yeah? Black Hood number two. All right, that's what I'm going to call him, because we... we okay, Black... Hal is a Black Hood. Right. But there's at least one more. So Black Hood number two, not fake Black Hood at the town hall debate. No. That's fake. That's fake Black Hood. Yeah. So Black Hood number two had to have been hiding out at the hospital 
waiting for Betty in order for the, the room phone in the hospital to ring when she went in there. Well, he's following Betty. Yes. Let's leave it at that. At, at least that. For this moment. Mm-hmm. Cut back to the worm. And Jughead is like sitting there while everyone else is being all restless. All he needs is a glass of whiskey. Yep, pretty much. Jughead doesn't drink. Uh, and then... He gets a phone call. Hello, lover boy. It's your old gal pal. You picked a really bad time, Penny. Oh, I heard. Riverdale's burning to the ground. It's tragic. How about we meet up and talk about it, hmm? Your old hangout by the docks? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Jughead's all like, uh, why would I do that? Oh, because if you don't, I'll start covering up your girlfriend's face. Betty? Oh, please. Ponytail's a snooze. <laughs> okay, I love that she called Betty a ponytail. It's, it's good. Perfect. Perfect. No, I mean your Southside Smurfette. Uh, what do you think I should start with? Tell her to go to hell, Jug. We see Tony is tied up. Penny then says, hmm, maybe her tongue. Come now. And alone. It'll just be me and Pinky here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tony's not the type of person I would call Pinky. I missed Penny Peabody so bad. She's she's a great villain because she's just menacing. And she just... We didn't need Malachi to be the way he is because we have Penny. And, and Penny's just... way more believable. And we don't even know shit about her. Well, and all Penny gives a fuck about is her. That's it. So now we're back at the Cooper house and Betty has shown up. Mom, Mom, are you okay? Oh, Betty, thank God you're okay. I've been calling. Where have you been? Is Dad here? Uh, quick, or is he not? Where is he? Yeah, honey. Why? What's going on? We have to go. We have to leave. We have to go. Betty, you made it home. (laughs) I'm sorry. This scene just happened so fast and was so silly. It didn't seem silly to me at all. It really came off silly, especially when Hal popped up. It's just the whole, Betty, you made it home. Like... He seems deranged, or high, or both. No, to me he seems wounded. Yes, because he has a right. He has a red dot on his sweater, and he seems on the verge of having a breakdown. Well, that's definitely a part of this. Like, I don't, I don't think it played silly at all. I think Alice plays silly. I think that's the problem. But like Betty's like, "Mom, is that here? Okay, we gotta go now. Like, it's just urgent." She's trying to get her mom out of the house mm-hmm. until we see Hal. Yeah, so again, Hal's got the red dot on his shoulder, so it looks like blood. That slowly gets bigger throughout the scene. It's very, very subtle. Yeah. But it does happen. Yep. Um, so I, and I liked that. Alice says, your dad has some crazy idea to show us some old movies. I figured we'd indulge him since he were practically on lockdown anyway. I'm just happy we're all here together as a family. And I really think, Betty, you're going to enjoy this. So we have a little commercial break and we come right back to these people in a really creepy video. <sighs> this is hard to watch. Yeah, any of these types of things are, it just feels wrong. So we see the little, an old timey video um, of a little boy sitting in a chair. It looks like they're in like a laundry room and there's a woman off screen talking to the boy. Now remember. I'm making this video so we never forget what your daddy sacrificed for us. You do love your daddy, don't you, Harold? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, now that little boy in the video has kind of reddish hair. Yeah. And Hal, as an adult, has, like, dirty blonde hair. A little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, I feel like that might come back later. Maybe. It might. It's just something that we know that Hal is a blossom, and the Blossom have the crazy red hair. So it's one of those things. So we go back into the video, and the mom is asking Hal 
you want your dad to keep living with us and little boys, of course, okay? Your daddy did something very noble, Harold. He took care of that Conway family. They were sinners. And what happens to sinners? Sinners have to die. Okay, so at this point, Alice and Betty are like, what is this? Is this a snuff film? Shut the hell up, Alice, for once in your life. I mean, Betty knows. Betty knows what's happening. Betty's just horrified going, oh no. What do I have to watch? What is this? I do really like Hal saying that to Alice because she kind of deserves that just because Alice is a bitch. Well, it's the one time he's finally said that to her because that's what she normally does to him. Yeah. But it's great. It's, I love that. It's awesome. Uh, so we go back into the video. Now that little Conway boy who survived, they're going to ask him who killed his family. He needs to point out somebody, anybody, but not daddy. Because we don't want daddy to be taken away from us, do we? No, I love my daddy. That's the one where I went, <laughs> Yeah, this is creepy and wrong. Uh, so Which you, just means it's well done. Oh, absolutely. But. So you have to help him. Make sure that when they ask the Conway boy who he saw kill his family, make sure he doesn't say daddy. Can you do that, Harold? Convince him? Uh, I think so. You're a good boy, Hal. Your father let him escape, but you will do better. You must do better. And we keep cutting back to Hal's face in this, and he's just, you can see the hurt in his eyes. And he's almost like nodding along. And so at that point, the tape runs out, and Hal tells Alice, take out your tape recorder. I need you to record this. The Conways, weren't they the family that got murdered? Take out your tape recorder, Alice. Yeah, he's like, I want to tell my story. No, our story, really. Uh, So then Hal goes on to explain that Grandfather Cooper, or Grandpappy, Great-Grandpappy Cooper, he wasn't murdered by his brother. He was the killer. So Cooper killed Blossom, not Blossom killed Cooper. As we had previously been told last season... Uh, during the uh, incest twins thing. Twincest. Twincest. Uh, and that's also where, you know, we learned they took on the Cooper name to create a new identity. Alice asks, you know, what does that have to do with the Conways? The Conways knew our secret, and they blackmailed your grandpappy. Yeah, so... Uh, they were sinners, Betty. Mm-hmm. Even the children? Uh, well, there was one survivor, the Conways boy... Joseph. Mr. Svensson. Who you convinced to accuse an innocent man. He was easy to manipulate. As a boy and as a man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Hal is, like, excited about this. So he's been pulling Svensson's strings for a long time. And Alice is like, what are you telling us, Hal? Like, like what? what is this? None of this makes any sense. And Hal does this bullshit where he goes, I have a darkness, Alice. The same darkness my father had, the same darkness his father had, and now it lives in Betty, our daughter. Who am I, Betty? Say it. You're the Black Hood. That's right. Now say what I did. And this is when I noticed the blood's pooling a little more in his shoulder. the The blood's getting a little bit, and I also noticed that they didn't CGI his eyes again. They're not green. So he is, Hal is not the one who shot Fred Andrews. No. No. No, no. So that must be Black Hood number two. Uh Uh-huh. But also, you shot Mr. Andrews and killed Grundy and the Sugar Man and Midge and Dr. Masters. But what about the debate? That was not me. I can't take credit for that. So then we cut back to Andrews' house and Fred and Archie are coming home. And Fred's asking, you know, how's Veronica dealing with all of this? Archie says, oh, she's in lockdown back at the Pembroke and... 
You know, for all Mr. Lodge's talk about Law and Order, he was nowhere to be seen tonight. And Fred gives the perfect line. Ah, I was just going out to look for you, kiddo. He's, you know, Fred says, I'm going to go take a shower. Archie says, I'm going to lock up. So Archie goes to the kitchen and he noticed the back door is open. That's sloppy work. It is sloppy work, but also they do have a dog. So it's not unreasonable for that to occasionally happen. Also could have been a distraction. Yeah, Archie kind of goes, opens the door, doesn't see the dog. Here's a dog barking, but... Yeah, we haven't seen Vegas in a while. That's not okay. So help me, if Black Hood kills Vegas, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> That's not acceptable. Uh-uh. Vegas is gonna be okay. He's probably in the kennel upstairs or something. So Archie kind of is like, alright, that's weird. So he shuts the door and he starts walking around and he hears something in the living room and he goes through and then all of a sudden the Black Hood comes out and starts, you know, punches Archie. And Archie's... Archie fucking judos him to the ground. Like, yeah. when did you learn how to throw people, Archie? They, they have a good... I mean, he was on wrestling for a while. Ah, there and, we go. And football, and, you know, there have been some street fighting, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. He just learned some jujitsu. There you go. So they have a good fight, and then Black Hood pulls a gun, and Archie, you know, is seeing him, and his eyes flash to the, the green, and so I believe that this Black Hood is is the Fred shooting Black Hood. It's the green eyes. It's it's, it's green it's it's yeah. green black hood. It is. Fred comes in and thwacks the black hood on the head. With, with a bat. baseball bat. And he's just like, Are you okay? And oh, I thought about going pro after high school. Which is funny, but also stupid, because Fred is walking to Archie. The black hood gets back up. Fred turns around and is just like no! And gets shot right in the chest. Black Hood runs out of the house. What? Dramatic no! music. Dramatic music. And then he and opens Fred's up. Like, and... it's, I'm, I'm good. Tom Keller, uh, he had us put these on before we went into the diner. I'm good. Got a bulletproof vest on. Now you are missing the amount of groaning he's doing after he just got shot. Because it does hurt even with I that. Know. Oh, yeah. It's still going to hurt. I'm okay. It's... Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, Fred's already been shot enough. He's probably got a cracked rib. Let's not lie. Yeah, and that's... And then Archie immediately bolts after the Black Hood, and we just hear Fred go, Archie, no! And Archie just runs out in the street and just looks around and is just like, okay, at least Archie doesn't go running down the street alone at night. He just is kind of like, fuck. Black Hood's on the run. Yeah. And now we go back to the Cooper house, and the blood stain's a little bit, just a little bit bigger on how... Why become the Black Hood? Because this town is a town of sinners, Betty, and sinners have to die. Your speech at the Jubilee... And we cut back to season one. Betty's saying, you know, Riverdale must do better. We must do better. Hal says, you know, you will do better. You must do better. Because we were flashing back and forth with that and his mom saying the exact same thing to him. Uh, Hal says, you know, you reminded me of a promise I'd made to my mother and that this town will do better. We must do better. So I picked up my father's sword and I continued the work that he and my grandfather started. The purging of sin. Now, Alice brings up a a point that I think is going to come into play later. Mm -hmm. Because she says... None of this makes sense. Why do you want this recorded? And Hal just look. This is covering. I'm totally convinced that he's not 100% truthful in what he's talking about right this second. Covering for the other Black Hood. I don't know. No. His whole plan, like, it makes no sense to do any of this if his plan isn't to kill Betty and Alice and then himself. Fair. That's the only reason to tape the confession. All right, so we cut to Down by the Ducks. Hi, Jones. Tony, are you okay? And uh, Tony just shouts, Jughead, she's not alone. Switchblade. Yeah, surprise. And, you know, the ghoulies show up. And Jughead just looks at her and goes, you said it was just going to be the two of us. 
Penny replies that she never goes anywhere without backup anymore, not after what you did to me. Besides, we need to talk, all of us. There's nothing to talk about. I'm taking Tony with me, and that's it. Not so fast. I've been waiting to see you again for a long time, and Malachi <laughs> got a taser in his hand. Uh-huh. And then we get a thump. Get back, you hobgoblin. And it's Cheryl in her red hood. And then we cut to Jughead and he says, I'm brought back up too. <laughs> I'm taking Tony and we're leaving. Untie her, you serpent hag. I love Cheryl. And Penny's just like, eh, take her. But remember, when all your friends are dead, I tried to give you a chance. What do you want anyway? The South Side. There's money to be made here in the town with Pep. If you're not afraid to get your hands a little dirty. You're going to sell drugs through the ghoulies. Bingo! So here's the offer I want you to take back to your dad and your tribe. The serpents ship out tonight, or it's a showdown with the ghoulies at Pickin' Parks at dawn. I'm fine either way. <laughs> I See, that's what I love about Penny. She One, the actress Britt Morgan is wonderful. Uh-huh. She's perfectly cast. She's just so menacing without being stupid or chaotic. Like, I understand her thing. Her whole thing is, I'm here to make money. I don't give a fuck about any of you people. I don't care who I make my money with. I want to make my money. That's it. And so, like, she is an appropriate villain. So there might be other motivations under there. We know there's other shit we're going to learn. I super hope we learn a lot very quickly. But at the end of the day, who cares? Yeah, but but even if the only thing we ever know about her is she's a serpent, but now she's a former serpent, and she just wants to make money. And she's going to make money off of either the serpents or the ghoulies. That's all we need to know. I mean, it's she's very much like the Joker in that, eh, I just want my mind Like, this is how it is. You don't need to know anything else about me. Some people only want to watch the world burn, Master Jughead. <laughs> we need Smithers to say that. We need Smithers to come back and say that shit. <laughs> okay. I'm here to see Mr. Lodge. So Small Fry has shown up at the Pembroke, and Andre's like, I'm sorry, he's not available. Are his wife and daughter at home? Eh? Yeah, so then we cut into into the apartment, and Hermione is yelling at Veronica, this is a game of nerves, and clearly you've lost yours. And I would rather lose my nerves than lose my mind, as you two apparently have. Uh, Veronica says, you know, that October surprise wouldn't just destroy Fred's campaign, it would ruin his life. And then we get a thump, thump, thump. Oh, who is it? And Small Fry knocks the door down. You may know my father. Goes by the name Papa Poutine. He told me, if he was ever to be murdered, not to take the life of the man who killed him, but to take the lives of the man he loved the most. Eh? Mom! Miha, run! Run! So they run off to the study, you know, push a chair in front, and Hermione's like, stay behind me, stay behind me, and she is uh, going through a box, and she's getting a gun, and Small Fry, you know, knocks the doors down, comes in, and Hermione shoots the heck out of this guy. Force looks. Yeah. And he, he goes down, so he's dead. But she's shaking the entire time. Well, that's a, that's fine. I know. It's just, it's really, it's, it's good acting on her mm-hmm. part, because that would be your nervous response. Yeah, no, she did a great job. Especially for she's, a woman on the edge like she is. Uh, we said it last episode that Marisol Nichols, this last few episodes, has really just been all about reacting to things, and she's doing a wonderful job, because she hasn't had a ton of lines. This episode she has more, but it's all about how she's reacting to things, and it's speaking, it's speaking volume. She's doing a wonderful job. Oh, yeah. Um, again, they 
they could not have done a better job casting these parents at all. White Worm Showdown number two. <laughs> yeah, Sweet Pea is, you know, screaming, you know, it's time we end the ghoulie scourge and that traitor Penny Peabod permanently. Less than two hours ago, Sweet Pea, your fight was with Reggie Mantle. <laughs> and now you want to go to war with a bunch of people with territory we don't control anymore? This is Hiram Lodge's problem, not ours. So, yeah, so Jughead's like, calm the fuck down, uh, which is good. You know, I do like that Jughead, his default mode is to kind of be like, chill, everybody. Let's not go to war over everything. But there's something pretty telling, because now Tony jumps in. Tony jumps in and is, says, so you're just going to hand over Sunnyside Trailer Park, our home, to Penny and the Ghoulies? And Jughead says, Tony, I don't want us to die. A rumble with the ghoulies right now, it's a suicide run. Better than a coward's death. Don't we have to defend ourselves? And FP rocks in and he says, calm yourself. That's enough. I just got a call from the sheriff's office. Fangs, he didn't make it. He's gone. Fangs, no! Bye-bye, Drew, Drew Ray Tanner. Damn it. I, I forgot your name last episode, but it's Drew Ray Tanner. You're adorable. And you needed to be Kevin's gay best friend. <laughs> That's what I'm most sad about. Mm. It'll be okay if Joaquin comes back. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, it makes me super happy. They're all a little into disbelief. And, you know, Fangs is dead. and FP's like, we will mourn him. But yeah, we're going to honor him before. Um, from what I just heard, it sounds like we need to put it to a vote. All those against going to war with the ghoulies. Hands all down. No, nobody raised their hands. And then all those for giving them hell on the battlefield tomorrow. And everyone puts their hands up, including Cheryl, who was there. Everyone's doing their little serpent, you know, fang thing, which... Whatever. Uh, is basically used for a lot of schools in our area as their, like, battle cry thing. So it looks really stupid to us. But, uh... Cheryl just has her hand, like, straight up, like, oh, I don't know what it is yet. But I, I say fight! <laughs> and Jughead is the only one who's not voting. And then, intense daring contest number two. Holton farts again. <laughs> Commercial break. Back to the Cooper house. And this is this is a fabulous scene and just more amazing Alice. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to miss the Alice and Hal scenes because they're so great. Well, Hal, I can't say I'm surprised. I always knew you were a mama's boy. M Mom? Betty's like, what the fuck are you doing, crazy lady? I knew it. I knew you couldn't do anything for yourself. Your father can't do anything right, including being a serial killer. Cleansing the town of sin? Really, Hal? You're a damn sinner. Alice, at that point, is uh, is walking behind Hal. She's starting to taunt Hal. And so she's able to eye Betty and kind of like, with her eyes, point over to the fireplace set. Mm -hmm. uh, there's you know the shovel and the poker and all that and uh, betty slowly gets up and starts to move that direction well, well now alice starts you know rotating and betty's starting to counter her because you know alice is trying to distract hal uh -huh. from what betty's doing this is great this is this is very well done yes alice goes on what are you gonna do hal are you gonna kill the entire town whoever's jaywalked what did fred andrews ever do deserve to get shot he was an adulterer oh then why don't you kill yourself you had a fling with penny blossom or me, for that matter. I stepped out on you with FP, who, in every way that you're not, is a real man. That gets Hal to choke her, which I don't blame the anger there. Yeah, because that... Yeah, cause that that hits him right where it counts. Of course. Uh, Betty shovels him. And then Alice grabs the shovel and slams it down on him. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. 
And then they just kind of both stare at him like, you asshole. It's like, really? We got another dude on the floor in our living room. We go over to the trailer and FP is like going over paperwork and... Uh, Trying to hold every emotion in his face. Like, he's like he's just in that, this fucking sucks, but I gotta get this done. Like, this is what has to happen. He's like, he's looking at his list. And then Jughead. This is a mistake. Can't, you can see that, right? We'll be going in blind, Dad. Don't you think I know that? I love it. when I love the way they fight. Because there's so much uh, raw emotion, and they both get very physical. But without being violent. Yeah, I mean, like, they'll throw stuff, but not at each other. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, like you say, it's physical without being violent, which is weird to say, but there's, there's no attack at each other. FP says, you know, boy, I've been doing this a lot longer than you have. And we voted. If we're going down, we're going down fighting. And as for being outnumbered, I'll rally the reserves. They'll fight. Well, and the way he says it, they'll fight. At Jughead, like, boy, buck up. (laughs) Yeah, because, well, here's the other part is that, you know, Jughead wants to debate everything and go back and forth. But Jughead's not much of a fighter. He's had some moments but Jughead never wants to fight. And this is kind of FP calling Jughead out for that. I think FP respects him for not wanting to fight. He really does. He he doesn't want to fight. Yeah. But he's also looking at him like, sometimes you don't have a choice, kid. Yeah. We we don't have another option here. Well, well and the other part of it is, if you don't fight, you're letting down all of these people who would fight for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you are letting down things. You are letting down all your friends if you don't do this. Um, so I think that's kind of the other thing that he's trying to get to him. So FP leaves and Jug, you know, had Jug had throws his hat down as just, you know, sitting at his table. And then he looks over at his conspiracy wall. It's not really a murder wall. It's a conspiracy wall. And something clicks. We get to Hiram and Hiram picks up his phone. This is Hiram. And Jughead's on the phone and he says, you know, Fang's getting arrested. The riot. Ghoulie's showing up the night of the riot with Penny in tow. None of this is happenstance. I don't know what you're talking about. You've been buying up everything you could, but you couldn't buy us, so you paid the ghoulies and Penny to go to war with the serpents to finally get rid of us once and for all. How much is this costing you? I think I'm going to have to let you go. Because I have a counteroffer, Mr. Lodge. And then before he answers, Mm -hmm. we cut across the parking lot. And Hiram is meeting Penny. And he goes, I'm listening. Yeah. Okay, again, this helps reinforce my theory that Hiram is going broke. Yes. He is He is almost completely flat broke. We go over to the Pembroke and Hiram is coming home and he's in the lobby and it's very quiet. And Andre's not there. Andre? Andre's laying down in a pool of his own blood. And all I could say was, looks like the martial arts can't save his ass now. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> they were not en- his martial arts were not enough. He did. Yeah. Oh, darn. Veronica? <gasps> that means Smithers can come back. Fuck yes. Veronica? Hermione? So he comes up, and uh, the two ladies are just sitting at the table. This is so great. And Hermione says, there's another dead body in the study. <laughs> and Veronica says, it's your mess, daddy. You clean it up. <laughs> they are both completely stoic. They're not looking at him. It is awesome. I imagine Hermione at this point was like, you want to drink, Veronica? Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Sure. That's allowed. Allowed. So now we cut to the Cooper front lawn, and uh, Keller, 
is walking Hal to the sheriff's car. He's got him in cuffs. Which he's is, perp walking him. He's perp walking him, which, I mean, I guess, like, he turned in his badge, but I guess this is like a citizen's arrest. I don't know. It's a little weird, but okay. Also, with the riots going on, it's, maybe they deputized him. It's, that's, uh, honestly, I think it'd be okay. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to give a shit. It doesn't hurt Manetta politically in any way. No. Betty runs up to Archie because they, you know, of course, they're neighbors. So they run up and see what's going on. And she's like, it was him, Arch. My dad was the Black Hood. And Archie's like, how, how did you see him leave my house? He tried to shoot my dad again. Like an hour ago. No, no, no. That's not impossible. He was here, he was here with us this whole time. And you can see Archie putting it together like... There's more than one. Like, this, that does, like, there's uh, more than one of them. Uh-huh. Betty gets a phone call. Jug. Betty, I'm happy to hear your voice. Me too, Jug. I just want to let you know that I love you, and I'll never stop loving you. What are you saying, Jug? Where are you? I'll see you soon. He hangs up. He hangs up, and Archie just looks at Betty like, where is he? And Betty's like, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, know what's uh, going on. So we cut, we have another little commercial break, and then we cut back, and we're at the docks again. And Jughead has shown up to meet Penny and the Ghoulies, and she says, the sacrificial lamb arrives. I'll remind you of the deal I made with your boss, Hiram Lodge. I hand myself over to you tonight, and there's no bloodshed tomorrow. Apparently getting you out of the picture is more important than an all-out serpent annihilation. And then Jughead starts, you know, 30 to 1. You really that afraid of me? Now we get Malachi coming up, and he goes, the only scary thing is what we're going to do to your girlfriend when we find her. And that's where Jughead throws a punch at Malachi. And then just gets Everybody pummeled. starts coming in and starts beating him up. And, you know, Penny's on the outside, and she says, you know, you're a true hero, Jughead. Let your dying thought be that your sacrifice was for nothing, and that come morning, Riverdale as you know it will cease to exist. And, you know, they, they fight, they, you know, they're beating up a little more. We hear some groan and she goes, don't finish him off yet, guys. I want my pound of flesh. Out comes her switchblade. <laughs> Which we knew that was coming. <laughs> Penny Peabody came back. She's getting that pound of flesh from Jughead. Oh, so good. Thankfully, so they can fix that horrible, horrible serpent tattoo he got. Yeah. It was so bad. So bad. We're Betty back. calls FP. Uh, FP's at the White Worm. Betty calls him. He picks up and she's like, Mr. Jones, is Jughead with you? I know he's at the trailer. Why? He he called to say how much he loves me, and it sounded like he was saying goodbye for good. So, FP is freaked the fuck out. He says, Tony, where was Penny hiding? And then FP gets on his bike, and we see him, you know, riding across a bridge. He gets off his bike in, a, in the wooded area. He throws his helmet down. He starts going, jug, jug. Cut back to Pembroke. Hiram is coming back into the room where the ladies are, because they haven't moved. No. They're still right there. Don't blame him. Uh, Sheriff Mineta delivered the bodies to the coroner's office, tagged them as riot victims, so no one's going to be asking any questions. I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, thank God that neither of you were hurt. And he tries to, like, put his hand on Veronica's shoulder. Well, you also, there's, like, a good three-second gap before he starts saying, I'm sorry. Because he's like, hey, we solved the problem. And they don't say shit. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, now I need to apologize. Yeah. Uh, Veronica cowers away from him. She says, I found your October surprise file. Well, your mother understands the cost of winning, right, Miamore? He's he's very, very nervous. Veronica looks at him and says, I realize something. There will always be an October surprise with you. And another, and another. And while mom may volunteer to be your collateral damage, I won't. 
and her oh they cut to Hermione and she is just devastated. She is devastated by all of this. This is the one thing she was trying to stop. She knew that all this was going to go down, mm-hmm. and the only way she could stay safe was just to go along. And yeah. she was just trying to keep Veronica out of it. Mm-hmm. And Hiram, you know, looks at Veronica and says, What I always teach you, never lose sight of the bigger picture. I'm not the one who's lost sight, Daddy. Veronica is done with your bullshit. Okay, so now we're back at the White Worm. Tony and Cheryl are hugging. Yeah, you know, all the, the serpents are kind of gathering, and uh, Betty and Archie show up, and they're like, Where is he? Where's Jug? And they hear some rustling and they're like, guys, an FP is walking out of the woods, carrying his head, covered in blood, beaten the fuck up. And they zero in on his shoulder, which has had his pound of flesh cut out. Riverdale. FP had to carry his boy away from the fire. Yeah, they made us think they killed Jughead. Yeah, for half a second, I'm like, wait, did they... Did they kill Jughead? <laughs> yeah. David texts me. So did they just kill Jughead? I'm like, no. I mean, I would be impressed if they did. Like, I'd be like, well, shit. I do want to point something out. There is no narration this episode. Hmm. I really hope, I really hope next episode we have a different character narrating. That'd be nice. Because if we, if we've talked about the, uh, you know, this is Jughead writing his novel. So that's why he does all the narration. And then I would really love it if, because this is based on his real life experiences, supposedly, that that period of time that he is lost because he is ill, because he's, you know, he's obviously going to be in the hospital. Oh, he's beat the fuck up. He, but... He's obviously going to be in the hospital, that he hands the narration over to a different person in his story. Well, I guarantee you who that person would it be. It should be Betty. Exactly. Betty would be perfect, but I could see it being interesting if it was Archie. Maybe, but it's it's got to be it Betty. Makes, it makes sense for it to be Betty, but I think it, I think we could use Archie in an interesting way, especially if my hope and thinking that Archie and Jughead have actually been working together for a while. That would be awesome. Nah. That would be a great way to reveal that, if that is the case. Nah. Let me theorize and enjoy myself, okay? <laughs> we had to slog through a lot of bullshit this season. Let me be happy and have fun. <laughs> well, I'm sure we have other opinions on things, but we need to watch... A little trailer for a season finale before that, don't we? Yeah, so if you don't want us to talk, like, more ridiculous theories, and you don't want to hear us talk about next time on, you can cut out now after you review and rate us on iTunes. Do it. Do it. Um, It helps us drive more people to our show, which gets us a little bit more help in continuing to do this. Uh, So yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. So I think my favorite thing from the next time on is that Cheryl's getting a red leather serpent's jacket. Oh, fuck yes. Which is awesome. I do really love that. It's pretty good. Uh, Betty's going to go visit her dad in prison. Because she's got to figure out who the other Black Hood is. She's got to figure out like what this is. Because we see her on the promise. I'm not like you. And Hal's just like, aren't you? It's so Clarice and... It is. Oh, absolutely. Down to the glass. Hannibal Lecter. That's, and I'm fine with them paying homage though. That makes sense. Oh, okay. Uh, Hiram is showing up at the White Worm, so I guess now Hiram is probably like, fuck, I gotta deal with the serpents. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's fucked. Because he lost Penny. Well, Jughead made the deal. Mm-hmm. So now Penny's like, eh, fuck it. Oh, uh, well, Jughead made a deal with Hiram, but we don't know exactly what all of that is. 
True. So Hiram's got to now make good on it. And Veronica's there with him probably to make sure that he is, in fact, keeping his word. So it's going to be complicated. And Archie's like, okay, your dad is one of the Black Hoods. So Archie full on says there's more than one. Uh, yeah. So then Archie, yeah, Archie's going to say, says he's finally going to make his bones with Hiram. And he's got that weird knife that they blood brothered together. I, I think the make my bones might be going after Hiram. It's possible. Uh, I, it's, I don't, uh, it's unlikely. Can I also say this? Mm-hmm. I know it's not feasible in any form or fashion. Mm-hmm. There's like this 2% chance of me that thinks Jughead might be dead. No, he's not. We see we see Veronica, Archie, and Betty at a grave, and Betty is holding Jughead's hat. I think they are either at Midge or Fang's grave. Probably Midge's. Jughead's not dead. I don't know. It would make no sense. It would be kind of amazing. It would be Game of Thrones level. Holy shit. That o- They can only get away with that if they're only going to do one more season of the show. Yeah. Like, you can't kill off one of those characters that way unless you have an end game. And the end game is soon. I mean, they did do that in Six Feet Under. Yeah. But it made sense for their end game. Yeah. So it worked out really well. That's not going to happen here. So, yeah, they didn't kill off Jughead. And also, Cole Sprouse is one of the biggest draws to the show. I know. So, uh, if he was one who said, you know, give me more money, he'd get it. He's the highest paid one of all of them, actually. Well, it wouldn't be. I don't think it's Midge's grave. It's probably Fang's grave. Because we've already We don't know how much time has passed as well when we get to that scene. So, yeah, it could be one of theirs. So, it's it's one of theirs. um, You know, maybe it's Jason's grave. Like, where some, I don't know. Maybe it's her grandfather's grave. We don't. It's a grave. It looks like one that's been there for a little bit, so it's not new. True. So it's not Jughead. Okay. Who do you think the other Black Hood is? Because we know for certain now there's two Black Hoods. There has to be more than one. That's the that's the only possible way it works. Because as Archie said, mm-hmm. there are two Black Hoods. He is one of the Black Hoods. I mean, I still really like the idea of Tallboy. Because I- we haven't seen him. And it would make sense for him to come back or to have never really been gone. But to me, I also really like the idea of new character, Charles. Yes, I. that is a very big theory. A lot of people like that. But I just, I mean... If, Unless Tallboy okay. is Charles. No, he's too old to be Charles. Okay. I've said a couple times that I really love the idea of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy being our full-on villain for season three. Right. Uh, so if Charles is the other Black Hood, that's a perfect setup for that. True. It is. And it also helps provide the connection from Svensson to Charles to Hal. That helps kind of bring that together. So if that's the case, I'm fine with it. And then I can kind of, I still don't really like Hal being the Black Hood. I kind of wish he just gotten killed by the Black Hood. But I get it in the sense of, especially if we do tie it to Charles. Yeah. It's a family lineage. Yes. And what what it could honestly uh-huh. be is that Hal's like, Charles is one of the Black Hoods. Mm-hmm. I need, I want both of my kids to yeah. go into the business. And Betty has that darkness, but fights it. Well, no, no. But here's the thing. Polly is at that farm. Yeah. What is the farm? The farm could be the business. What is the farm? The farm could be the big bad for next season, too. It could be. It could, that could actually be where Claudius has been this whole time. Because I feel like that's going to come back around. We need to have Claudius, needs to have a connection of these ongoings in some way. So I, I don't really think he's another Black Hood unless we're, we have like five Black Hoods, which is totally possible. But we need to like narrow down like how many there are. So I, I don't care if there's there's only two. I don't care if there's five. 
I want an exact number that that's what we're sticking to. So that, so that we can establish, okay, how's one, let's kick one number two. And now Archie and Betty know that there's three more or whatever it is, or there's one more still out there. We got to figure out like, that's fine. I can, I can rationalize that. It just kind of depends on how they do it. Oh yeah. So there's just a lot of unanswered questions. I really hope we get way more solutions than more questions next episode. I don't feel like we can because we've got to set up what's coming in the next season. Uh, it, well, it, I'm fine with some new questions, but you have to answer the old ones. We, we've had we need s- to know who Green-Eyed Black Hood is. Yes. The that, audience and like Archie need to know that for certain. That's the one thing we find out. Mm-hmm. If we twist it then and say, there's more than these two, get fucking ready then that's a bigger deal. Correct. And it's like, holy shit, there's like a legion. But they but they also have to settle, what's the deal with Penny and FP? What is it that he owes her? Yeah. What is this debt? And then also we need to know, what is this, is Hiram going broke? I want that answered. And who wins, who wins the race? Which Fred wins. Fred wins. But does something happen before he gets a chance to win? The interesting thing to me is, what if Hiram has... You know, he rigs it so that Hermione wins and Hermione finds this out and rigs it back so that everything goes to Fred. Like Hermione double cross because I can see that happening. Like Fred, because Hiram is banking on everything on Hermione winning. And I could see Hermione being like, this has gone too far. We can't keep going. I'm going to make sure Fred wins. I could see that happening. And I would actually really love that because it would be a great way to be like, okay, next season, it's going to be fuck you, Hiram. Get the hell out of this family. We're going after you now. But you that hi- means Hiram goes scorched earth after them. But see, that could be fun. Oh, it'll that be, would great be great fun. That would be great. Um, especially, you know, then you've got this Archie, Monica, and Hiram. That's that. That, that could be fun. That'll take its own whole season to knock out Hiram. Well, because and now you're going to have Reggie against Hiram, too. And the one thing that they always underestimate is how scrappy these kids are. Uh-huh. Which is kind of fun. We we need Reggie to finally be Reggie. Yes. And also, that sets up the possibility of Archie and Veronica falling out and Reggie and Veronica. Yes, I love that. Also, who wins the student council election? Eh, who gives a fuck? I don't know. So yeah, that could be fun. I do hope they play a little more couple switcheroo next season. Uh, you know, Bughead are going to just still be together. It's fine. Please. I love Bughead. I love Bughead so They much. can break up in the latter half of next season. And then the end of season three is when Archie and Betty like hook up. That probably does happen. That's a better timeline. Now, I still hope that next season is only like 16, 18 episodes. That's 22 bullshit. There's only one couple that is never allowed to break up. Choney. Choney like, can I, never break up. I don't think up. they'll break up. No. Somebody can move away. But yeah, I don't think so. And we better get Joaquin. Hey, Preppy. <laughs> Until next time. Hashtag go Bulldogs. Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com. Metavacopter, picking up somebody crashed on the road, gonna get him to a hospital and try to save him. Like you do when you work in the services.
and then they're gonna go refuel the copter.